Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Episode 91 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. That wasn't a protest. It was a terrorist strike. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time, not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours was a nation of the battle. Not the bullet. And a secret procedure. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizens live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the commonwealth. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women, folks with disabilities, all pledging allegiance under the same proud flag to this big, bold country that we love. That's what I see. That's the the America I know. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. You know, I usually hear that Bill Clinton quote at the end of my intro, and it gives me hope. You know, there's nothing wrong with America that can't be cured by what is right with America. We have a serious problem in this country right now. And I hope what's right with America can cure it. I'm looking at, like, polling, and I'm seeing that 60% of Republicans think that what happened on Wednesday of last week was okay. It wasn't okay. There's, there's, you know, we're Americans. We don't resort to mob rule. Okay, I, I worked for Chuck Schumer. And while I was a New York-based staffer, I spent a lot of time in Washington, D.C. And Chuck and his chief of staff, who same person who hired me, you know, 21 years ago, 22 years ago now, to go work for Chuck Schumer, you know, they were on the Senate floor when that mob was attacking uh, the Congress and the Capitol, they could have been killed. They would have been killed, quite frankly, if they would have gotten to him. There is something desperately wrong with the conservative movement in this country that even at this hour, 
they are still grasping onto that lie. There's something wrong with the movement that after that mob attacked the Congress, and by the way, would have killed Republicans as well as Democrats if they were to caught up with them. Would have killed, wouldn't have distinguished between them. In fact, they were chanting, hang Mike Pence. Why? Because Mike Pence said, the Constitution doesn't give me unilateral authority to change the election results. Something wrong with a party that after that happens and a, and a police officer is killed and a woman is shot dead. Something wrong with a member of Congress that would rise and object to an election result based on a lie that perpetrated by them led to that mob to come to the Capitol. There is something wrong with that party. And I got to say, if I'm Mitt Romney or Lisa Murkowski or Pat Toomey or Ben Sass or any of these Republicans that have stood up during this last four years for truth and who have stood up to the people who are pushing back still at this date with lies, I would walk into Mitch McConnell's office and say, you like 50-50? You better expel Ted Cruz. You better expel Josh Hawley. You better expel them from this caucus or I'm walking across the aisle. I'm going to vote with Chuck Schumer. And you think it's hard now? It's going to be a lot harder when I do that. I don't understand how any thinking person in this country can still be a Republican. If the Republican Party doesn't automatically repudiate Trump and Trumpism now. Now, I get it. They can't. This is their party. Those people storming the capital of the United States and threatening violence and storming of 50 capitals across this country. Those people are the base of the Republican Party right now. That is their base. It's desperate. It is the desperate work of white supremacists, frankly, who are desperately clinging to this notion that There shouldn't be equality in this country. I should be able to have the same life my father had just because I was born here and born this way. I don't want to have to compete with people of color and women. It's a a fear and a desperation that has been stoked. It has been stoked into a raging inferno for the past four years. And we saw the results of that on Wednesday. January 6th. Last time I felt like this was 9-11, and I've gotten a lot of people pushing back at me by comparing this to 9-11. I'm sorry. I worked for Chuck Schumer on 9-11. We didn't know where Chuck Schumer was on 9-11 for a couple of hours. Yeah, we lost thousands of lives on 9-11. But we lost the soul of this nation on January 6th. And this president sits in the White House pretending to still be in charge after now being deleted from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And now Parler is off. And the people who process his donations won't process his donations anymore. But he's plotting something. And I get it. There's only eight days left in his presidency. Eight days in Congress. Wednesday morning, we'll impeach this guy. I get it. There needs to be consequences for this action. This was sedition. And there are people out there trying to compare it to the protests over the summer. 
You know what? Joe Biden didn't encourage people to go out and protest. He didn't encourage people to burn down anything. He didn't say, let's kick some ass. He didn't, like Giuliani said, you know, let's go have trial by combat. Joe Biden never said, time for us to fight. March with me to the Capitol. Oh, no. Joe Biden said there is reason to protest in this country. And let me tell you something. Those people would have been peacefully protesting if they would have surrounded the Capitol and chanted. They would have been more effective than what they did. What they did on Wednesday, in my opinion, effectively ends the Republican Party as a legitimate party in this country. It needs complete overhaul, complete change. Do not compare what happened when people tried to overthrow this government and kill the vice president and the speaker of the house and my former boss. Do not compare that to a protest that maybe on its fringes had elements of anarchy, which were not, were not there at the request of the protesters. This was an organized effort to have a coup in the United States of America that was encouraged by the President of the United States. The most despicable, disgusting, unqualified failure of a man ever to hold that office. He needs to be tried. He needs to be convicted. He needs to be punished. Oh, Chris, but what about reconciliation? No, 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 no. I am not for appeasement. I am not Chamberlain. No appeasement. You want to have peace? You got to have justice first. This is just one of the worst situations I have ever seen in my lifetime. And uh, I hope that it's not the beginning of something. You know, this is the question that a lot of people have been asking. I've been asking myself, is this the death rattle of Trumpism or is this the beginning of a new period of you know, political violence in this country. I mean, that's the real question right now. Where are we? Where are we? Are we at the end of it or the beginning of something worse? I hope it's the former. I worry that it's the latter. And we're going to find out. Uh, We're going to find out. You know, Joe Biden's going to get sworn in. There's going to be protests. Obviously, they're going to be ready. 15,000 National Guard troops will be in D.C. for the inaugural. There should have been 15,000 National Guard troops in D.C. for this protest. Chad Wolf, the Homeland Security, uh, acting Homeland Security Secretary, resigned on Monday night, adding his list to the growing number of resignations in the Trump administration. I mean, they, they shouldn't resign. They should sign a document saying the president's unfit under the 25th Amendment and get him out of office. But they won't do that for whatever reason. But he failed. Uh, And I'm not taking that as a protest. I'm taking it as you're a failure, Chad. And I'm not taking, you know, a lot of people walking away now. Oh, I've gone too far. Lindsey Graham. You know, Lindsey Graham made a great speech on Wednesday night when they reconvened. But I'm sorry, Lindsay. You enabled this for four years and you knew better. You said as much in 2015. You knew better and you didn't care. Ted Cruz, you knew better. 
You knew full well what this man was capable. He brought it on to you. And you didn't care. You went down with that ship. I'm telling you right now, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, two of the most educated people in Congress, two people who clearly knew what they were doing, clearly knew better. They need to be expelled from the United States Senate. And if Mitch McConnell doesn't expel them from that caucus, I'm telling you right now, Ben Sass. I'm telling you right now, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, others who are sensible Republicans that I might be able to make deals with that might want to actually govern this country and not just be part of some screaming grievance caucus. You walk into McConnell's office and you tell him to expel them or you're done. You should be done anyway, frankly. I don't know. Lisa Murkowski said she's questioning whether or not she's going to stay a Republican after what happened. And McConnell quickly adjourned the Senate. They probably won't return before the 19th unless the House sends the impeachment articles over there, in which case they would have to return under the Constitution. Chuck Schumer will not be majority leader until January 20th at 12.01 p.m. because he will not have the tie-breaking vote to reorganize the Senate. Two wins in Georgia, man. You know, I, I woke up on Wednesday morning. And by the way, I have a great guest tonight, John Farina. He was there. He's a photojournalist who was there in the Capitol. You've seen his stuff now. It's been on MS, it's been on MSNBC and CNN and Fox. It's been all over the place. Um, I've retweeted it millions of times. Uh, he's my guest today. You're going to enjoy that interview. He was there. He saw it live. I woke up Wednesday morning jubilant. We had won two seats in the, in the Senate to take the majority in Georgia. An African-American and a Jew, a very progressive Jew, won in what was once deep red Georgia. My former boss, Chuck Schumer, was going to be the majority leader of the United States Senate. I was so happy. I was texting people. I was I was jubilant. And then the day, the day developed. It devolved into chaos. It threatened everything that we've worked so hard for in this country. 240 years of the peaceful transfer of power. 240 years of a constitutional republic where people, when they lost elections, just respected the fact that they lost. We can't have this. We can't have a republic where one side doesn't acknowledge the other side's legitimacy. And every four years, we question the results of the elections. Something's got to give. Now, I I think that we're going to go into a period here. We're either going to have serious chaos and the end of the Republic, or the Republican Party is going to split in two, and you're going to have multiple years of Democratic Congresses and presidents no matter what the gerrymandering happens over the next couple of months because the democrats didn't do well in state houses i woke up jubilant i really did i was really happy for chuck I, you know I, i've known chuck since he was a first term i actually met him when he was a congressman but i worked for him in his first term i know how hard he works I know how good of a leader he is. I know how much he cares about this country. I know how he wakes up and spends every minute of his waking 
time just thinking about how to make this world a better place. I got it. Some of you don't agree with some of the things he stands for. I get it. He's going to work hard. He cares. He's our guy. I was excited. His chief of staff, same chief of staff that was there when I was there. One of the smartest human beings on the planet. Guy who taught me more than I could possibly even talk about here. I was worried about their lives on Wednesday afternoon. I am blown away that after that, six United States senators would stand up and object to the legitimate votes of the Electoral College. Two of them with Ivy League degrees. I expect Tommy Tuberville to be an idiot. I expect Marsha Blackburn to not really have a clue. Rick Scott, you're supposed to know better too, buddy. He didn't object before the riot, but objected after the riot. What is that about? I want to see disbarments. I want to see arrests. I mean, if this was the Black Lives Matter protest, there would have been a thousand arrests. There's like 50 arrests. I'm blown away. I mean, I, I I know you are too. I've been hearing from some of you. Don't forget, you can tweet at me at Christopher Hahn or go to ChristopherHahn.com to contact me. I, I really want to know what you feel. But I am optimistic that Joe Biden will turn this thing around. But it's going to take a lot of work and we've got to take security really serious in this country for everyone. All right, I'm going to take a short break. You don't want to miss this interview. John Farina was there. He was at the Capitol. You've seen some of his videos. They are breathtaking. Stick around. I got John right after this. There are images I can't forget. And some of the images were taken by my next guest. John Farina is an independent journalist and cameraman who reports on all sorts of stuff, the Trump rallies, the Proud Boys. He goes to places you really don't want to be. And he was in the middle of the melee yesterday uh, filming and, and reporting back on what happened. John, thanks for joining me. How you doing? I'm so, absolutely. I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, you're, 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 the images you captured yesterday horrified me. Uh, I'm sure they horrified America. And I just want to you know, get your perspective. I mean, you were in the middle of it. Uh, just tell me what you saw. Yeah. Uh, I mean... It's just absolute madness uh, all over the place. Uh, I saw I got to the, the Capitol building um, maybe around, I believe it was just a little afternoon um, because Trump was speaking at the Ellipse. Uh, so I was over there. They had a big rally over there called Save America. Yep. Um, so I did a couple of interviews over there, spoke with a few people just to get their idea of, you know, what they think about. Um, you know, Congress possibly certifying Biden as the next president. And, you know, they, they said, you know, they had their mixed feelings, of course, and I asked them, well, what comes next? Would you accept Biden as your president? And, you know, some of them said they would, but others said they wouldn't. And then I said, so what would come next if, if you know, if that happens? And they said, you know what, I couldn't, really couldn't tell you. Yeah. Some of them did tell me, uh, you know, civil war, uh, they're going to fight for Trump, you know, things like that. 
Did you see? So then I, I made my way over to the Capitol after that. When you were interviewing those people, were they being friendly to you? Oh yeah. yeah. Were they calling you the enemy, of the people? Some of them. I mean, no, no, they they were very friendly, very nice. You know, I um, some people would, you know, question me and say, "Oh, are you Antifa press?" I said, "No, I'm an independent journalist." Um, you know, just uh, I tell them who I'm shooting for, who I'm working for. Right. And, uh, you know, I just say, hey, I just want to get your, uh, you know, I just want to know why you're here and, you know, how you feel about this. And that's it. And who were you, sh- who were you shooting for? Yes. Were you, sh- you were shooting for Jordan's group, right? Yes. Status Coup. Status Coup, which is a pretty uh, decent internet platform. Jordan Charitin, who's been on this show, who's a longtime friend of mine, uh, you know, runs that place. And, and I've seen a lot of his stuff. It's always very good, very edgy uh, and raw, which is what, you know, awesome stuff. Uh, so, so you made your way over to the Capitol. Now, at any point in time during this whole melee, did you ever feel like you were being threatened? Were you, you know, did you feel unsafe? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can't not feel unsafe in that situation. Um, but, you know, you just got to stick it out there and, uh, you know, be aware of your surroundings because um, you never know who's going to turn on you. But, you know, it was it was them versus the cops. Yeah. Nobody else. And did you notice the cops being a little overly chummy with these people? Because there's a lot of the criticism of the cops have been, you know, they're able to remove people in wheelchairs protesting health care. But here these people are with guns and flags and they're storming the Capitol and breaking things and they're doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. No, the police were very light on them. Uh, you know, they. It's really hard to describe. I, I've covered Black Lives Matter protests that are police were way worse um in those situations and you know police were fighting back i you know there were there were fist fights um you know when police would push them back they would push back at the police yeah you know uh if if police pepper sprayed them they would pepper they would bear mace them you know so whatever whatever the police did to them to to push them back or try and hold them at a, a certain point they just they had there was just so many waves of people they they could not stop them now did you go into the capitol when they breached the capitol no so they they breached the capitol from different areas um the area where i was was where the inauguration is set to take place got it all the scaffolding um, that they set up on the on the i think it's the south no the north side of the capitol right right so but then there was also, you know, also groups going to the west and to the east, you know, breaking in through windows or other doors that they could find. Um, so where I was, they had walked up the stairs after the riot, after the clashes. I, I mean, it, it was maybe an hour and a half, two hours of clashing. Um, and, you know, they just kept pushing their way close to the Capitol, to the, to the building. Wow. Um, eventually police had to retreat. The right police had to retreat, um, made their way up to the second level. Um, now I hung back. I didn't follow them up the stairs because I hung back because right next to me was somebody who was not moving, not breathing. Oh my. Um, so I, I, you know, I started screaming for a medic and, you know, then people started tending to him. And uh, after a few minutes, they, you know, I kind of hung back to see, you know, what his status was. Um, they recess, they were able to resuscitate him. Um, so they took him away. I went up the stairs to see what was going on. 
uh, I got a text from Jen saying that people were inside the Capitol. Uh, and who is so Jen? Said, Jen uh, Jen Dice. Uh, she works along uh, along. Okay, with she's one of the uh, one of the reporters there. Yes, got it. One of the reporters with Statoscope. Um, so you know, I got a text from her saying that people were inside the Capitol. So I said, all right, I got to find, I got to try and find a way in, see what's going on. So I got up the stairs, um, and I started making my way towards the the um, entrance where the you know, during the inauguration ceremony, yep. the president-elect would walk out from. Right, right. So it's a little, small, small corridor, um, very tight. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of just, I saw, I saw the, um, the, uh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. You know, I saw the police line and I saw the people pushing up against the police. So, you know, I said to myself, let me just get in there. Uh, it looks really bad. Let me just make my way in and do the best I could. So once I got there, I got up to the front line. And at that point, I was sandwiched in there. Um, I actually, my ribs are sore. Wow. Being crushed. How, how long have you been doing this kind of work? Uh, about six years. You ever think you'd see something like this at the U.S. Capitol? I mean, this reminded me of something you'd see in a third world country. After yeah, an election. No, no I, and, I did not think I would see this. And, and like, you know, of all the things you saw there yesterday, what disturbed you the most? What impacted you the most, if I, I should say? Uh, the way they uh, attacked the police. Um, I, I Listen, I understand their emotions. I understand they're upset. You know, there does there needs to be a discussion. But the way they, they're going about it, they're letting their emotions get to them. And this has been, you know, Never mind their emotions, but their leader is telling them, inciting them, yeah, and telling them to fight. Uh, you know the things that they were chanting: "Fight for Trump, fight for Trump." You know, as they're yeah. I mean, Rudy Giuliani said, "Let's have trial by combat." I mean, that's right, that's yeah. what they were trying yesterday: trial by combat. They were listening to Giuliani and Trump, and both men need to be arrested. If, uh, they need yeah. to be dealt with. I don't know about arrested. Giuliani probably should be arrested. Uh, the president should be impeached and removed. Uh, I, I know there's only 13 days left in his administration, but, you know, that's 13 days too much. John, I mean, I'm running out of time with you. This is fascinating to me, Yeah, uh, all this stuff. Uh, and I'm, I want to encourage everybody to follow you on Twitter. Uh, you're at John uh, Farina Photo, and John spelled J-O-N Farina Photo. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, you know, you put up some interesting stuff, and I'm sure this is not going to be the last interesting thing you post. And, you know, I, I think America is a better place because of people like you who are willing to go into these kind of situations and show the world what's going on. I wish the world didn't see this yesterday, but I'm glad they did because we're a free society and people like you are very important to that. So, John, thanks for joining me. All right, stay there. I'll be right back to wrap it up. I hope you liked that interview with John. I mean, that was... He was there, man. You've been seeing his videos everywhere. They are everywhere. He was there at the door when they were banging it down. Amazing. So where do we go from here? I mean, that's the question I keep asking myself, and I'll give you my thoughts. And uh, again, tweet at me, at Christopher Hahn, or text me or message me on uh, uh, through my website, ChristopherHahn.com. I mean, I, I think there's got to be consequences and not just for the people who stormed the Capitol. I think that Trump 
needs to have consequences. Giuliani, for sure. I think that the I've said this before, these representatives who rose to object, especially the ones who objected to the results in their own state, they need to be removed. The ones who objected to the results in their own state should be kicked out of Congress. They have told you that there was fraud in their election. How could there have been fraud in the election for Donald Trump and not for them? Maybe they're maybe the fraud was with them. I think that's good enough. Now, I know that's sticky. There's been very few expulsions of Congress in our 240-year history in this country. I I think the actual number is somewhere around six. Two of them were were already convicted felons, and um, two others were convicted of treason. So, uh, you know, might be difficult to do. But there needs to be censure. There needs to be loss of committee chairman. People need to leave the Republican Party. I mean, the plan all along with Kevin McCarthy to retake the House in two years was to just ride Trump's coattails, get Trump involved campaigning, make it the Trump comeback tour of 2022. Now, you know what's going to happen? Joe Biden will be president. They'll come up with some fake grievance because everything is a fake grievance. That is then repeated time and time and time and time and time again with their conservative media echo chamber. And it's repeated and repeated. And then that grievance becomes fact to these people. So there'll be some fake grievance. You watch. It'll be, I don't know, sometime in March, they'll get mad at something near a tangent tweeted. They'll get mad at something Ron Klain said in an interview 15 years ago. They'll, they'll find something. To say, look at how un-American these guys are. I can think of nothing more un-American than what happened on Wednesday when people stormed our Capitol and tried to kill people. That is the most un-American thing I have ever seen in the United States of America, ever. It's banana republic nonsense. So when they start their grievance and they start saying that I'm a communist and that I'm a total... They are fascists. They are seditious. They are monarchists. They wanted to make Donald Trump the king, an unelected king. And I have had it with them. And when they start their campaign for 2022, the first thing out of their mouth best be that they reject that kind of behavior. But they can't. 140 of them right after it stood up and objected to the results of the election, including six or seven senators. That is total, absolute nonsense. And they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves. I, you know, I I want to move forward from this. I really do. But I'm not moving forward without justice. And you should demand justice. You should demand accountability. I'm not saying everybody needs to go to jail. You know, it's kind of hard to say somebody made a speech and this happened. That's I know how hard that is to prove as a lawyer. It's even harder to prove it when, you know, somebody said it on the floor of the House of Representatives or the United States Senate. That doesn't mean those people should have committees. That doesn't mean those people should be accepted within the caucuses of their party. Now, it's hard to do in the House of Representatives because they were two-thirds of that caucus. 
but something's got to give. Something's got to give. This can't. This can't go unanswered. Demand it. I'll demand it. And we got to push back on every lie, no matter how small. Because this is who they are. They lie and they repeat it. And then it becomes their grievance and their reasons for doing things. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I know I sound kind of unhinged today. I'm sad. I'm really sad. I'm sad for this country and I'm worried. I hope this is the end of something and not the beginning of something. But time will tell and I'll be here to tell you about it. Because I really do love doing this podcast. I love doing my radio show. And I'm going to continue doing that as long as you let me. As long as you keep listening. So I think I want to remind you now as I always do to seek the truth. God, it's so important to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything. Even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there. And I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.